Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Let's talk about our pitfall. So these are the guys that I want to avoid. Or more so speaking, that I am a little bit lower on than the rest of the ECR or ADP, one or the other. We'll go through it. Now, the quarterback position, you know, there's only there's only so many guys to begin with. The rank, the tight end episode is probably going to be very similar where, yeah, there's only so many guys that I'm going to be low enough on or in the sleeper section high enough on compared to ECR and ADP that have guys to talk about. But we are going to talk about a few here. One being Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, I have him ranked at my my QB 24. Right now, ECR, ADP, I, refl- I reflect to Fantasy Pros on ECR. They have a QB 18. Now, I know Russell Wilson in a regular 12-man redraft league is not going to be getting talked about as a high draft pick. I understand that. But some people are looking at him as a potential boom, a sleeper guy. They want to stream quarterbacks to take one super late. They've been talking about that guy, and I understand why. I understand what Sean Payton and Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy and, and Greg Dolchich and Javante Williams recovery. There's weapons there. There's a head coach who's competent there. I get the ground the foundation for it, but here's my thing about Wilson. It has it wasn't just last year. It's year and a half now that we've seen Wilson be a complete shell of himself. He gets hurt in the thumb two years ago in Seattle and hasn't been the same quarterback ever since. Not once. Second worst career mark in yards per targets and yards per pass time, excuse me, at 7.3 last year. Lowest touchdown rate in his career. Second worst interception rate in his career. Worst completion percentage mark in his career last two years. Now, I will say this. With Sean Payton there, Sean Payton knows how to cover up quarterbacks. He knows how to hide guys if he has to. He knows how to do that. So Russell Wilson won't be terrible, but from a fantasy standpoint, he hasn't been running enough to be relevant. Does he start running again at his age, nearing retirement? We're going to expect Russell Wilson to start running more than he has the past couple of seasons. That's what it would take 
for him to be worth, I think, QB 18. Because a QB 18, it's a mid-level QB 2. Which means in a lot of drafts, even in 12-man leagues, even in one-quarterback leagues, he's still being drafted as a prospect, as a potential guy. There's so many other guys, and we'll talk about them in the sleeper section, that are in that territory that I'd much rather take shots on. That is way higher upsides. But who's my next guy? My next guy is Bryce Young. Yeah, I'm not... Yes, I've been on record on this show not being a Bryce Young fan, being pro-CJ Shroud, anti-Bryce Young, whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't care what you think of Bryce Young as an NFL quarterback. If you're looking at him from a fantasy perspective, and it's not dynasty, it's redraft, I don't understand the idea that Bryce Young's being drafted as a QB 19 right now. That's his ADP. ECR QB 24, I can get behind that a little bit more. ADP has him at QB 19. That makes no sense to me. I have him ranked at 30. 30 is where I have my rank on Bryce Young right now in a redraft one quarterback fantasy football league. Really wouldn't be any different if it was super flex, by the way. He doesn't move up my board as far as the quarterbacks are concerned. He's 30. Where's the fantasy upside of drafting him as a a mid-level QB2? I don't understand it. He's not mobile. He doesn't use his legs. Didn't in college. Don't expect him to do it here. And he's not an overly great athlete in the sense of he's going to be picking up and moving the chains with his legs. That's not going to happen. So you look at his passing prowess. He's a rookie quarterback, number one. And his main weapons are Adam Thielen and DJ Chark. We don't know what we have at a Jonathan Mingo who could be in an overdraft for all we know. And Terrace Marshall just went down with an injury. And even if he didn't, who cares? Terrace Marshall has been a nobody for three years now. The, the ship has sailed. Where's the fantasy upside? Why is he going in front of certain guys we're going to be talking about in the sleeper section? It makes no sense to me. Yes, I compare Bryce Young to Teddy Bridgewater. You're an accurate quarterback with not a big arm, some mobility, but not a ton. Hate me all you want. Hate me all you want, Alabama. Hate me all you want, Carolina. Spade is a spade. And that's exactly what I saw in this preseason game. And I know it's just preseason. But the attributes are the same of what I drafted, what I saw. But I even like you put all that aside. I don't care how you feel about this guy from an NFL prospective standpoint. His Fantasy football redraft value this year? Where's it coming from? He's not going to put up 30 touchdowns. He's not going to rush for even 300 yards. So I don't get why he's going on QB 19. I got him at QB 30. Let's move on to my last pitfall quarterback. And that would be Daniel Jones. Now, I do still have him at QB 15. ECR has him at QB 12, ADP at QB 14. There's not a huge gap between my rankings and where he's being drafted and where he's ranked at at ECR. But I put him on this list because I want to issue a little bit more caution because Daniel Jones, somebody gets talked about a great deal as far as do you want to take him as a top 12 quarterback? Do you want to wait on quarterback to the very end? Take Daniel Jones, be one of those guys that you count on the start. I'm not going to count on Daniel Jones to do anything. There's too many questions about his passing floor, number one, to put him inside the top 12 like he is in the ECR. Last year was his first full season he's ever played. First one. He's actually gotten through the entire thing without picking up an injury and missing games or his rookie year where he came in halfway through. 
he nearly doubled his career high in rush attempts, which was previously 65 to 120. His career high percentage last year of 67% was largely due to the deep ball being non-existent. Everything was a check down. Everything was an easy throw. 30th in deep ball pass attempts, 15th in deep ball completion percentage. And then we get to the red zone where he had like no attempts. 24th in red zone attempts. Now, what I will give him, and this was one of the reasons why I'm big on Darren Waller, he was very accurate in the red zone. Now, he didn't have a lot of attempts, but he was third in red zone completion percentage. Keep that eye out for Waller on that case. But that's the only mark I see that was a plus for Daniel Jones and his passing ability. He's never thrown more than 24 touchdowns in any given year, and that was his rookie year. People are asking, or telling me, I should say, he had no weapons. That's why he threw for 15 touchdowns last year. Okay. What about the year before that and the year before that? Where he was still averaging less than a touchdown pass per game. So it wasn't just last year. It was 2021 and 2020, where he had 11 touchdowns and he had 10 touchdowns. Didn't play the full season, but still was averaging less than one passing touchdown per game. This is nothing new for Daniel Jones. This is not a prolific passer that they just paid $40 million a year to. Makes no sense. So what happens now they paid him that $40 million? Do they back down his rushing? Because if they back down his rushing at all, where he went over 700 yards and 120 attempts because they just gave him this big contract. It's possible it happens. Or at least happens enough to a degree where his floor could crater. Because he doesn't have the passing ceiling. Even with the addition of Darren Waller, we're still not talking about a guy who's got more than 24 touchdowns in a passing season. So if he does lose any rushing attempts at all, Daniel Jones' value could plummet. So that's my warning. That's why he's my pitfall. Yes, I only have him ranked one spot below where the ADP is, three spots below the ECR. But there is caution there. Now, they keep it up. Dable keeps him going. You know, I don't care if you paid you $40 million. You keep running into the ground anyway. Don't care. Fine, he'll have games. But keep in mind, too, last year, he only was playable in games in which he was playing a bottom 15 defense, or a bottom 16 defense, excuse me and only seven games in which he had 18 fantasy points or more. So it was still wildly inconsistent and overwhelming most of the time was a guy who's finishing outside the top 12, despite that he finished QB9 overall during the year. Just putting the warnings out there. There's other options to go with. 